You know, when you have a show about gratitude, you've got to be grateful for your sponsors. And in our life of gratitude, you know, we all have guides. Somebody that guided us through our lives, that made us appreciate those things that we have. And that's why I'm so delighted and so grateful for our sponsor, Life Guides. Life Guides is a peer-to-peer community that helps people navigate through their day-to-day stressors by providing a place of empathy, listening, wisdom, and support with a guide who has walked in your shoes, experiencing the same challenge or life experience as you. A true life guide. And because you're listening to our gratitude podcast, if you go to their website, lifeguides.com forward slash schedule a demo and add the code HEALTHY2021. The code is HEALTHY2021 in the free text box. You'll get two months of their services for free. Two months for free. So sign up, show your team you care, get a life guide. Be grateful for those guides in your life as I am grateful for our sponsor, Life Guides. Hey everybody, this is Chester Elton, the Apostle of Appreciation, coming to you live and in color from the Gratitude Epicenter of the Universe Summit, New Jersey. This is Leading with Gratitude Live, and we're so grateful for all of you that tune in every week. You know, we always say, hey, give us 30 minutes, we'll give you 30 minutes of great information, great inspiration, and a roadmap to a life of gratitude at work and at home. You know, we're streaming live on LinkedIn, and we're brought to you by our good friends at Methods Up. Well, I'm excited to tell you all about our guest for today. I've known Scott O'Neill for a long time. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing executive and my dear friend. Scott O'Neill is one of the most recognized, connected, and dynamic executives in the sports and entertainment industry today. He has more than 25 years of experience leading the NBA, NHL, and NFL teams and leagues, including the Philadelphia 76ers, the New York Knicks, the New Jersey Nets, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Rangers, and my beloved New Jersey Devils. His mission to build innovative, inspiring, and socially impactful and high-performance teams is legendary. He he has a, a degree from the Harvard School of Business. He's been a CEO. He's been in every kind of position you can in sports. And he contends that fostering a corporate culture founded in respect, diversity, employee development, and corporate social responsibility is what drives the success of award-winning sports teams and businesses. He's a man of faith, father of three. O'Neill's conviction has led him to to perpetually present life as he famously runs to work and runs home. That's what guides his commitment to helping others realize their full potential. He's got a new book out called Be Where Your Feet Are. Buy it. I bought two copies. And he is not only a great executive, he's the best friend you could ever hope for. Scott O'Neill, welcome to Leading with Gratitude Live. You might go get one of these right now too, my friend. (laughs) Oh man, hey, first off, I'm rocking the orange. I've got the books in case I need to pick up a good tip here or there. Who knows? Um, I will tell you (laughs) that your listeners, they probably already know because they love you and follow you and listen to you. But it's humbling to be um, such a to spend some time with one of the great thought leaders in the world. I appreciate you as Thank a you. human being, as a thought leader, as a friend, as a champion for all things right and good. So I'm really thrilled to be here today. Yeah, so just delighted to spend some time with this guy. It's been too long since we've uh, had a good conversation. Now, listen, those of you that are listening, you're going to have questions for Scott O'Neill, and you're going to put them in the chat box, and we're going to go to the question command center in Wichita, Kansas, with the indomitable, the incredible, 
JP, JP, wave to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, let's get let's get going here. Um, you know, you talk all about the time as uh, all the time as a leader about you know these high performance teams and great energy, and you talk a lot about this concept of assume positive intent. I'll never forget when you taught me that. We put it in multiple books we've written, but explain to our audience and go deep as to why assuming positive intent is so important in building a great team, as well as no question, a great life. Well, I oftentimes learn best through stories. And there's a story in the book um, that you're actually in Chester that I think is more illustrative of API than any I could imagine. And and that was the young Chester Elton walking with an older adult and you were walking by kind of a seedy-ish type park out in Vancouver, and um, and a woman who who clearly had all of her possessions, all of her worldly possessions on her in a bag, uh, walked hastily by you and your dad, and the bag fell, and and a young Chester scurried across the street, um, and Dalt just knelt down and and helped her and helped her collect her things and whispered something to her ear that made her laugh. And when he joined you across the street, you were saying, you were young and you said, dad, I don't think we should talk to these people. It's, it's too dirty. It's not safe. And I, I, I remember Dalt saying something like, Chester, everybody's having a bad day. And to me, that is Dalt at his best, assuming positive intent. There is no judgment about this woman uh, that she might be homeless. She might have all her worldly possessions. She might've been a little dirty. Um, she might've been struggling. Uh, but but Dalt saw her as she was, um, as a human being with love and needs. Uh, we we use the language of API, assume positive intent at home. Um, if you came to my house, you'd see it above two of my doors. So when you leave our house, you are going to know that you look up and you see a, a API, assume positive intent. If you walk into my daughter's rooms, you'll see a, a, it's carved in a stone on their dressers that says API. I, I will tell you that common language is so helpful in communicating, especially in today's world. Um, <clears throat> you know, in our house, the mornings are relatively chaotic. I shouldn't even say relatively, they're chaos. I mean, I've got three daughters and it's never a dull moment. And oftentimes the language you'll hear if someone's borrowing somebody's shirt or someone didn't charge their laptop or somebody spilled some orange juice, not that that would ever happen in our house, but you'll oftentimes hear the language API, meaning take a breath, see people as people, assume the best for them. Um, I, I'll give you a quick story from work and then I'll turn it back over to you. But at, at work, we have the language as well. When I worked for HBSC, this, I, was, I remember being in the, uh, the Sixers office. I was the CEO and had a, I have a very, um, let's see, how would you say this diplomatically? I have a very, I love to debate. I love strong will. I love action and activity. And I remember our chief revenue officer, Adam Davis, coming in and he had his hands, his hands up just like this. And he walked in, he says, Scott, I need you to API. I need your palms up. And what he was saying was, okay, hey, heads up, Mr. Big Shot CEO. We have a problem. And I don't need you, your debate. I don't need you wagging your finger. I need your creativity. I need your love. I need your understanding. I need you open, not closed off. Okay, like this, you're closed off. Palms up, you're open. And I need you API, I need you assuming positive intent. We had a mistake. Nobody meant to make a mistake. And we could do our, our post-mort later. But right now, what I need is your best thinking. So what I love about API is you're just assuming the best in everyone. You're, and, and the way that the reason that builds 
uh, teams is because I think the foundation of, of building a team starts with trust. And, and the way to build trust is assume positive intent and foster relationships and get to the right answer at the right time. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting that you say that common language. I always love that expression too, palms up. Come in, you know, wanting to learn and and forgive each other. Well, we knew we'd get a lot of questions. So we're going to go to uh, JP in Wichita, Kansas, our question command center. JP, what have you got for Scott O'Neill? Hey, Scott. The questions are just flooding the box right now. And the one that I want to center on first is how does a leader handle an employee that is stuck in judgment and negativity and it's impacting the whole team? That's a great question. You know, the reality is um, if that employee is working for you, you know, it's kind of incumbent upon you to deliver real-time feedback. I think sometimes uh, that becomes awkward for managers, in particular young managers. And I never really understood that. Um, you know, as a, you know, we, we look at, at qualities of success, okay? So the qualities of success that I've seen over time are people who work unreasonably hard. They're oftentimes successful. Those who are intellectually curious, meaning they want to uh, grow and learn. Um, and those are and, and those that are extraordinary teammates who are extraordinary teammates. If, if you agree and, and you believe that's the foundation, then if somebody is being judgmental and detrimental to the team, there are kind of two sides of that triangle that, that they're not fulfilling. The intellectual curiosity part is, can I grow? Can I get better? So as a manager, it's incumbent upon me to make sure that I'm delivering that feedback to give them the opportunity to grow. And the, and the second piece is, is we need to help them learn how to be an extraordinary teammate. However, I must say, there are people who do a great job, but is it a pattern? Okay. Or is it, are they having a bad day? I'm coaching high school basketball, high school girls basketball right now. And, and we have a rule that if, if you're having a, a difficult day, you can opt out. You just walk into practice and say, coach, not today. I need a break. And I say, you need a break from me yelling or you need a break from practice. And they sometimes I say, I need a break from practice. And they just sit out because they know I love them. I know they love me. I know they want to work hard. I know they want to get better. There's actually a foundation of trust and love that we can have honest communication. With employees, sometimes that breaks down. With partners at home, sometimes that breaks down. With our children, sometimes that breaks down. But it's you. Just make sure you are responsible for you first. Make sure you're taking care of the, the, the woman or the man in the mirror. Like once you get yourself healthy and you're truly interested in helping others and truly interested in loving others, then those conversations become so much easier and you're more apt to have them. Yeah. Yeah. No, great advice. You know, what's always fun about these shows, Scott, is we get people tuning from all over the place. You know, Omar from Saudi Arabia, Lisa from San Diego, Paul from Montreal, Bella from Mexico. We always get Joe from upstate New York. We love Joe. Uh, Christoph from Zurich, Paulette from, from Paris and Olga from Ukraine. So your advice is going around the world, Scott. Hey, JP, I know you got a bunch of questions. Let's take one more because I love, I love what's going in the, in the chat box. Hey, Scott. So how does our family of origin or our culture impact our ability to have um, a positive mindset? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good question. You know, I, I always get the sense, first of all, JP, next time, please wear orange. Um, I always get the <laughs> sense that we are, we are um, some form of our, you know, formulation of our experiences, those who we choose to surround ourselves with and who we aspire to be. 
So that's kind of my triangle of, of who we are. So, so you're, you're 100% impacted by your experiences and how you grew up culturally and how you were raised and whether you had it um, tough growing up or easy growing up, whether you had to, to fight for your life just to get to college or whether you were cruising in from a prep school. Um, so, so everyone has different experiences that make up a lot of who they are. Um, but I, I don't want that to, to color or dissuade you um, or, or be an anchor or be a crutch because you choose who you surround yourself with and you choose who you aspire to be. And I think those are the two most dominant factors. There's so many incredible stories of, of history of, of people who have come from almost unimaginable backgrounds to, to kind of soar to great heights. Um, and I'm sure they didn't do it alone. I'm sure they had a tremendous amount of help. So how does that impact and influence you being an extraordinary leader? Well, I, I, I will have to say, you know, you keep listening to, to Chester and I, I think you're well on your way. I mean, this is, I mean, he, he is, he has uh, truly written the book on, on gratitude for sure. Most recently leading with gratitude, but also on, on building teams and on leadership. Like leadership is a learned skill. Um, you know, I, I think yep. sometimes we see, you know, we'll see in a movie, uh, <clears throat> you know, Patton and you see this great leader, you know, who's rah-rah. Well, that's not leadership to me. That's that's not the leadership I know. Um, extraordinary leaders um, can be rah-rah and they can be um, extroverts and they can be introverts. Uh, they can be tall and short. They can be black, white, green, orange, and purple. Um, they can be of different faiths. They can be of different regions. Um, leadership starts with, first off, you know, understanding what you want to accomplish, being able to communicate that, building a team of respect and love, expressing gratitude when things are are going well, giving feedback when, when things maybe aren't going as well as planned or aren't on target. And also when things are going extraordinarily well and see if you can double and triple down on them. Um, But I I truly believe leaders are, leaders are made and, and you have this opportunity. I appreciate you, you joining this, this live conference here so you can actually learn. I, I have so much love and respect for, for you giving up your time here. Um, but, but yes, we're all colored by our, our past experience for sure. You know, it's, it's so important for people to hear that, you know, that, you, you know, you said something, we, we had you at a conference, this was years ago. And you said something I've never forgot. You said, I am a student of leadership. And I never forgot that, you know, you, you, you learn, you grow, you see examples, you pick up different things, and that's how you grow to be a leader, you know, and a lot of it is experiential, right? Hey, before we go too much further, I, I want you to talk about Be Where Your Feet Are. I love this book. I've gifted this to probably a dozen people already. And, uh, you know, Adrian Gostick, my co-author, we do a lot of executive coaching. I make this mandatory reading for the executives that I coach. There because, we go. You know, <laughs> oh, listen, it's a, I, I honestly believe that this is not only a great leadership book, it's just a great book on how to build a great life. So talk about the expression, because you you use this at work as well as at home, be where your feet are. And give me the favorite, your favorite part of the book. Like if you could just give people a sample of the one thing that you want them to take away from this book, what would it be? Sure. Sure. Um <clears throat> You know, it's not a very happy part of the book, but it's, it's the one that, that brings me emotion every time I read it. And that's, I talk about my best friend taking his own life, uh, Will Carden. And, and the reason I, I love it so much is, um, is because 
I think it, it puts a human face on everything and everyone. I think at least from the outside, um, everything is, it's like the Lego guy. Everything is awesome. You know, that, that, um, that commercial and, um, and everything's not awesome. You know, everything is hard, quite frankly. I think life is hard. And, um, and having been fired from a job and having run a company to the ground like I have and losing my best friend and struggling at home and struggling at work and going through the fight, um, it's, it's, it's my favorite because it's, it's driven me to learn differently. And I, I've been studying mental health and the impacts of mental health for quite some time. And I'm just going to give you my simple formula. Um, and it's do something for your mind, something for your body and something for your soul every day. Practice gratitude, get the right amount of sleep, do service for others and be where your feet are, which is put your phone down and get your head up. So be where your feet are is truly about putting your phone down and getting your head up. Um, but my favorite story is about helping people, hopefully helping you find physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and being the best version of yourself. Because before you can lead anybody, and that includes a, a pack of ants, you need to make sure that you are at your best and taking care of yourself. That is awesome, Scott. You know, we ask all our guests, where did you find your gratitude today? So where did you find your gratitude today, Scott? Hey, I found it in an orange sweatshirt and a heck of a book. <laughs> I, I will tell you, um, I have so much gratitude for you, Chester. I really do. I, um, you are one of the special people in the world. I, I, I looked at my calendar last night and was reminded that this was on there. And and I started smiling. I, I think you're you're just one of the good human beings in the world. And you're a wonderful friend and teacher and mentor. You have this incredible spiritual base and love of others. And I, I, I find that you find joy in helping others and providing experience for others. And, and I I've truly my gratitude today is is for you. Thanks so much, Scott. You know, you've meant so much to me and my family over the years, you know, to my boys, they talk about you all the time and the lessons that you've taught us. So really a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, listen, we have an abbreviated version of Leading with Gratitude Live today, but you know what? Packed full of great stuff. You know, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Methods Of. If you're looking to invest in yourself, go to Methods Of. And if you buy an annual sponsorship, you get 50% off just because you were listening to the show. Put Gratitude 2022 and you get all kinds of coaching from Marshall Goldsmith. We've got a great one on teams in there. Seriously, invest in yourself. It's methodsof.com. And then our publishers put together a great little commercial for us on our book, Leading with Gratitude. Ellen Mullally, who saved the Ford Motor Company, said, you're going to love, love, love this book. And then a not so subtle call to action. Buy me, buy me, buy me. Hey, listen, uh, it's been great to spend some time with you. There's JP in the Question Command Center. We got Brent Klein, the world's greatest producer of online products and shows. Scott, we've got a tradition. We bring up the music, we say goodbye to everybody, and we dance it out. So give us a couple of those basketball moves. I know you've been. There you go. There you go. Little. Oh, kicking it now. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time, everybody. 30 minutes of great stuff. See you next week. Anytime. Sing that channel. Love it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>